You are listening to the Port Pals Podcast with Peter, Donna Marie and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip, people. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Port Pals Podcast. Just myself and you this week, Donna Marie. Maeve is not feeling too well. Just the two of us. Is she all right? We can make it if we cry. <laughs> just the two of us. Yeah, sorry for that Tell musical her to hurry back. <laughs> Tell her to hurry back. Yeah, she'll be back with us next week. Just feeling a little bit under the weather. So let's get down to business, I think. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Oh, I can okay. see myself doing a lot of this now for the, <laughs> for the duration. <laughs> I'm in one of them moods today. Yeah. Well, so, so. Actually, do you know what? This could be our episode of the podcast. That was like, do you remember that episode of Grey's Anatomy where they just sang for the whole episode? The Every story was, it was a <laughs> yeah. musical. So this week, folks, we are going to have oh. musical part class podcast. Bring it, bring it. Right, let's talk about Martha's Vineyard, Paul. Okay, let's talk about Martha's Vineyard. Let's talk about Shanice. And let's talk about Jordan. the titties. Okay, let's talk about those titties. Start with the titties. Yes. Do I think she's just wants to have a good time? Yeah, 100%. Do I blame her for wanting to have a good time? No, I do not. But the big mistake she made was she didn't fucking read the room. You know, there are people who can do that shit. Yeah, there are people who can do that shit. Like, we all have that group of friends where we can, you know, let loose and get lit and do shit. And then we have that other group of friends that are a little bit more conservative and we have to be on our best behavior. It's like when you go out with your real friends and then you go out with your work pals, you're always well behaved with your work pals. Of you course, because you're never going to let yourself fully go in front of people that no. you only see in work and that you have to listen to five yeah. days a week. Fucking they don't know the radio. They don't know to show up on tables oh. with your titties out. Like, no. <laughs> no. Well, the same can't be said for everyone now, in fairness. I've known a few down through the years that they probably get their titties out more with their work colleagues. But that's a different story. And that's maybe for a different type of podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's no problem. She just didn't read the room. She didn't realize the company she was in. And look, she, she was just trying to have a good time. I'm... Yeah. I don't but think there was any malice in it. She's just, as you say, she's just having fun and she's trying to let loose. I think that environment that they're in is not very conducive for that particular mm. kind of behavior. It's just not their thing. Jasmine and Silas are the hosts. That's absolutely not their thing. So you are right. You have to read the room. And that's, pro- that's look, run around in your news anytime you want with people that are happy for you to run around your new. If people don't really want to see it, unfortunately, you're at the mercy of the crowd you're with. And if that's exactly. not the vibe, you have to rein it in or just not be there. Like, that's always yeah. a choice too. You don't have, no one's forcing you to be there. Exactly. And on her, like, I mean, last week I was Connor a bunny boy, 110% I was, but you know, we learn, we grow, we change, our minds are open. And I did feel quite sorry for her at the table when the conversation was happening with Alec. He did judge her off of Google alert you know and i really agree with that have i done it in the past 100 we're guilty we judged her from the yeah. google report like when yeah. we heard this we were straight on we both looked at it and we had conversations off air in the build-up to that episode about the stuff <laughs> that we we discovered and it yeah. was a massive topic of conversation for us and i feel like she kind of admitted to it as well in this week's episode i mean when yes. of course it was like oh, i rang him a bunch of times but i feel like she kind of admitted to it in this episode but then the other side of the coin was well i was a different person then i've that grown was, changed that was you the know? most telling part for me and that was the bit it was at that point that i actually did feel a pang of of guilt. empathy towards her and look oh i did i don't I felt look, for judgment i don't right. feel guilty I like, i'll take a situation as i see it and as i find it and 
if I have to apologise, and if Shanice is listening, absolutely, I apologise for judging her. Well, Same. I, I apologise for it. judging you too. Yeah, no, I'm I did. I felt a bit guilty, guilty because I, you know, I did judge her. And then I felt a bit shit about that during this episode. And I was like, okay, I've learned. Lesson learned. I apologise. Yeah, look, it's pretty clear. And I thought listening to her the other day that it is very evident that she has grown and whatever was happening at the time for her. And I think there's a deeper story there. I don't, mm. I think there's a lot more to that. And maybe we'll never hear that bit of it. But yeah, there was obviously stuff going on for her 12 months prior to recording that is no longer a factor, whatever yeah. the situation is, and that she has grown. I did feel a bit sorry for Alex in the moment, though. Me too. And hung out to dry. Absolutely hung out to dry. Now, and I don't even I- think Shanice was comfortable with that. Like, she said it. She made it very clear to Jasmine that she wanted to, to have a conversation with him the next day. This is not the time or the place. I'll talk to him in the morning. And I feel had she been able to do that, it would have been a very easy, simple comp- comp- conversation between the two of them and they would have got over it, you yeah. know, but I felt sorry for Alex. Yeah, in fairness, look, I mean, this was all down to Jasmine. She brought it up and even Silas didn't stick up for Jasmine. He didn't throw her under the bus, but he did make it very clear that Alex was not the person that brought this situation up yeah. at the table. Yeah. And Alex was absolutely right to feel villainized because, okay, he... Maybe he feels he made a mistake by judging her and that, but that's for him to sort out at a different time. That's not for everyone to start jumping down his throat about. And he doesn't know what went on. And and how do you even broach that with somebody? Like, how do you walk up to say so somebody and say, Oh, look, I look, I, I, somebody sent me these articles on Google and it says you're a psycho stalker. Like, what have you got to say about that? Yeah. Approach that subject. You don't. You don't. He read what he read. He decided to keep her at arm's length, you know, and. It had to be a case of whore bringing up. Had she sat him down and said, look, I've heard that you read these Google things. The, the conversation would have went so much different to how it actually went because Shanice would have kind of made a bit of a, made it a bit light. She wouldn't have gone so deep and aggressive. Whereas I, I they just humiliated him. They humiliated yeah. him at the table. They and he's not did. the type that you can tell by him. He's not the type that likes to be humiliated. Nobody does. But no. I feel he really took it. To heart, like I was a little bit pissed off with Jordan's reaction because I really felt that. And look, don't get me wrong; I have all the sympathy in the world for maybe for her feelings and stuff like that. However, she used that as an excuse to dive in on Alex when it was nothing to do with that situation. That wasn't why she was annoyed with him at the table, but she chose that to go off on him a bit. If we're gonna go in and talk about Jordan, like. All I saw from her giving Alex a hard time at the table to her giving Alex and Amir a hard time in the house, it just runs so much deeper than what it actually was. 100%. That whole thing with her runs so much deeper. She literally just had a breakdown. Everything came busting out. You know, I, I just there's a whole lot more to that story and it's nothing to do with any of the people in that house. No, they just happen to be the people that are in front of her at the time. And look, hmm. the closest, and we always say, look, we take shit out on the people that are closest to us. And not that they're necessarily the closest people to her in the world, but in that yeah. moment, they are the closest people in proximity who she may have a little bit of an issue with. And it just gets amplified by whatever's yeah. going on in the background. Look, like, did we- they sexualize her? Yes, they did. 110% they sexualized her. But it's like, for me, I just sit there and I say, people say to you, oh, well, you know, it's not okay to just fob it off as they're just being boys. 
because it's not a case number just me guys i am a woman and i have seen and heard many women myself included sexualizing men yeah you know you are in a restaurant and a hot waiter comes up and there's a bunch of girls at the table they fucking sexualize the waiter there's always someone who says something to the waiter do you know that kind of way but we all do it like I, I can't even sit there and be like i've seen so many people online saying they're just being boys and things like but they're not just being boys they're just being humans because girls do that too i am telling you now women around the table, having a few drinks, and a waiter or a barman or anything like that, we will 110% say something if that chap is hot. 110%. And we'll say it to his face. We'll humiliate him at the table. Like, look, let's face it, right? You're, it's no secret to anybody in the world that your one of your big celebrity crushes is Mark from Westlife. Oh, my God, now, yeah. Your example is not different because I've heard this from everyone that you know that likes Mark. And I'm sure he's heard this a million times from women. I'd ride you straight, Mark. Like, it's this is, I'm sure he has heard that a million and one times. Now, not only is that sexualizing, that that is absolutely belittling the fact that the man is gay by suggestion that, by suggesting that anything you could do would be to, to make him different than what you know, he is. But I have right, never, but we all do it. never once have I heard him complain about yeah. the attention that he receives. Ever. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying anything is right. You know, if you were to go down the rabbit hole of sexualizing either sexes, like, no, it's wrong on every level. But it's something that is done worldwide on a daily basis by both sexes. And, like, maybe she just had a pain. Maybe she was just having a bad day. Because, look, if someone said something to me one day, I might laugh it off. The next day, I'd take the head off. And, you know, that kind of way. But, yeah, I just I just walked away from the whole episode with Jordan thinking to myself, my God, she's got some fucking issues. She, she probably needs to talk to somebody about them issues. I just don't think, I, it was misplaced anger. I don't think it's anything to do with Amir and Alex. And I walked away feeling so sorry for Amir. <laughs> like, yeah. And he could have yeah. walked away and rang his pal, but he got it for doing that then. Yeah, she had an issue with that. It would have been better had you stayed. Yeah. Like, and he just apologised and he didn't even try and defend himself like, well, I, I was a little bit obsessed, so I went out to ring my friend around like that. He didn't even try to do that. He just apologised. Yeah. You know? Because he knew he was on a hide to nothing, arguing with her at that point. Because there is literally no point in talking to somebody who's in, like, I mean, let's face it, whatever way she was feeling, that is an irrational state she's in. Because mm. she's not thinking clearly. She is not Alex, thinking true. Alex put out a tweet saying that there was a conversation had between him and Jordan where they sorted things out and everything. And, it and that aired. wasn't aired. Shame. I would have liked to see that. Yeah, which is fair. And like, I mean, it's nice that we heard that and that he's come out and said that, that everything, you know, the air was cleared and yeah. stuff. But it would have been nice to kind of see it that was, element because, of it. Because then that's not just the house guests villainizing him at the table. That's, you know, production villainizing him too. And you can't make episode. him out to be a villain because no, he doesn't do anything to be a villain. So I couldn't understand why production would want to kind of shade him in that way because he's certainly not the villain of any piece in this house. Yeah, I think they should have showed it. And, you know, the episode that was in it, you know, Preston put on a great pride party. It was all about love. And, yeah, there was a couple of little fights and all that, but it would have been nice to see them sort that out. Like, I walked away feeling fuzzy and full of love, like, you know, after yeah. that pride. So I wanted yeah. to see that. I wanted to see them resolve that. And I'm glad then that Alex put out the tweet because I was like, oh, it was yeah. better now. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see something resolved. Um, speaking of resolving issues, I don't think... Bringing something up during the day, letting it fester all day, and wait until your wife is full of drink, lying in the bed. 
is the best time to revisit an issue that is absolutely stupid and ridiculous. A fucking mark on your pants. Like, I mean, come on. I am literally hoping that Silas and Jasmine sitting down and watching themselves on TV is like holding the mirror up for him. Like, this is who you are. You need to change this shit. Like, and I hope she's, ar- she's already starting to see the light. Like, I mean, she's already starting to talk like that if things don't change, she doesn't see how they last going forward into the future. I don't understand how, like, I know they're married three months, but like, you don't marry someone without knowing them. But they didn't know each other well enough. They couldn't well, they never have. got married then. Yeah, they didn't. They got married. This, this is the root of the issue. They didn't know each other well enough. Like you take, like you take Kyle and Amanda, for example. Okay. They were together, I'm going to say six years before they actually got married. Yes, so they knew each other. They knew each other inside out. She has literally been through the worst with him. She has seen the worst versions of Kyle Cook up close and personal. And she knew what she was saying. Americans do that, don't they? Americans get married early and they get married quite young. Like to them, getting engaged and married after a year is normal. To the rest of us, it's not. Like even, and and oh God, I hate to be bringing them up again. But all I will say is, like Carl and Lindsay getting married. I know they're not together that long, but Carl has seen Lindsay at her worst. So he knows what's possible. So he does have uh, a reference point of what he's getting himself in for. But obviously with Jasmine and Silas, there's no, there was no reference point. They didn't know each other well enough because they weren't in the same circle. And I suppose, look, they knew each other. You know, you could make the argument where we were together during COVID and, you know, we spent all this time with each other. And like, Let's be honest, we all spent a lot of fucking time with our family and friends during COVID. But it was different. It was a yeah. different environment. You might have known me when I was in lockdown and I couldn't leave my fucking house. But now you have to get to know me when I can leave my house and when I have a job and when I have a social life again. You know, we're out of lockdown. It's none of that shit anymore. And this is the real me. Yeah. Like, I think, like, I mean, I know me and May have said it at the start of lockdown, like when things were really starting to tighten up and stuff. And we were like, if we can survive this, because we were together about, well, we were t- living together maybe two full years at that point. Yeah. And we said, look, if we can survive this, we can absolutely survive anything. And we got through it. There was a lot of people that didn't. It showed up so many flaws in relationships when people actually had to spend time together. It was yeah. crazy. And a lot of during COVID. Like, I mean, it's, it's funny that a couple that got together during COVID, what was the dynamic that stuff didn't show up? How does like I mean? How do you keep the mask for that length of time? It's that's a weird one to me. I I I I have no idea. I've no comprehension of what that looks like. I suppose they were in an environment where it was just the two of them, you know. And now it's like it's not the two of them anymore. Like, could you equate it to? Could you equate it to like an extended holiday romance? You know the way you meet someone on holidays and you know you're with them for a couple of weeks and everything's great because you're not working you're doing this and you're doing that and then all of a sudden it's over and if you went back to the real world well then you know it shows up all the real problems because you have to be Mm. in life now I wonder was that an element of it? I don't know like they're still together obviously uh, on their socials and things like that and you know hopefully he did hopefully he did just take a long hard look at himself and wants to make changes yeah, well, look, I mean, look, if you can't watch that and not help but look in the mirror and say, oh, my God, is that yeah. really me? Am I really that ridiculous? Yeah. Because we all do things and say things to people, and it's only when somebody shines a light on it and sort of gives you a different perspective. And for them, they're getting to see it from a completely different angle. 
Yeah. Um, that you kind of say, yeah, geez, I was a bit ridiculous there, wasn't I? It's such a fucking stupid argument. I mean, look. I'm marking your fucking pants. There's no chance of me fucking ironing tens trousers full stop. Like, just no. Just no. But even if I did iron his pants, let's just pretend. <laughs> and in some parallel universe. And he said something to me about the job I'd done. I'd fucking punch him in the throat. Like, no. Just no. Not happening. Yeah. yeah. The answer would be very simple. Next time, do it your fucking self. Now, he claims he didn't want the pants ironed because they were brand new. Now, I'm sorry. The pants, maybe. The short, you absolutely have to iron shorts when you buy them new. Yeah. But even if he didn't, even if he didn't, like, I'm sorry, but I've, you know, come home from work and I say I wasn't hungry and Ken's like, I made you a sandwich. I don't turn around and say to Ken, I didn't want that. I wasn't hungry. I thank him and say, thank you so much for that and I fucking eat the sandwich even though I'm already full. I still eat the sandwich because I don't want to hurt feelings like. So or you say, Jesus. Was ironed, he should have just yeah. said, thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, or, you know, oh, that's great. I'm going to have a shower now and then I'm going to have that afterwards. And you build yourself up to me and say, look, maybe I'll be hungry in an hour. Yeah, you don't you don't dismiss. No, you appreciate the gesture. That's what you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. So, it really uh, gets on. I mean, to be throwing it back up at it end, like, it was just obvious that he's the type of person who holds this grudge because it festered in him all day. And then he got a little bit nasty that evening about it and, and then even the next day when she brought him the breakfast because I tell you she's a better woman than me if I wasn't speaking to my husband I wouldn't fucking give him a breakfast the next day I'd, I wouldn't do anything for him if I brought someone a breakfast and they said to me you know I don't eat like eating so much starch he'd have been fucking wearing the starch he'd have been fucking wearing it I couldn't comprehend why she made him the breakfast she was pissed off at him she wouldn't speak to him when she woke up but she continued to go down to the kitchen and make him a breakfast that wouldn't happen in my world. If I wake up and I'm not speaking to you, then no, I'm not going to make you a breakfast. I'm going to go down and make myself a breakfast. And I'm going to walk into the room with my breakfast and sit down and eat my breakfast in front of you because I'm going to fucking get you. <laughs> I come from a world where, you know, the person who makes the food has full control over what happens with that food. And if you've got a fucking issue or you start giving me shit, well, if you wanted your dinner, your dinner's going in the bin. If you don't want your dinner, the dinner's going over you. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. I was like looking at the telly going, why is she bringing up my breakfast when she's not talking to him? Just wouldn't, wouldn't happen in my world, so I don't understand it. Yeah, to give you, to give a funny story, years ago when I was a kid, every Christmas day, my uh, uncle, who was my mom's sister's husband, him and my cousins used to come around to our house every Christmas morning, have a few drinks and eat the rashers off the turkey. This was a tradition, went on for donkey's years. He had an aunt that lived about another 10 minutes down the road. Now, we only lived around the corner from them. Lived another 10 minutes down the road. So he come to us, then go down to them. The aunt was ringing one Christmas, three o'clock. Have they left your house yet? Dinner was for half three, by the way. Have they left your house? They're only just gone. They got back to the house, drunk, at half five that night on Christmas Day. The turkey was in the fire. Because the aunt took the whole Christmas dinner and threw the whole fucking lot in the fire because they were not back on time and they went off and got drunk and she was there left on her own. So, as a child, that is my avoiding memory of how you deal with people who fucking upset you when you're cooking their dinner. Because the Christmas dinner, the most important dinner of the year, went in the fire. I think that's an Irish thing. And I think we all have a story where somebody didn't show up for dinner or came home drunk and Mammy was so pissed off. Do you know what else I really enjoyed about this episode? About the whole series, if I'm honest. But I really enjoyed the part of this episode where they were making the soul food and they explained about where the soul food came from. 
because we're Irish and we get that. Now listen, our food is not soul food. It's bland as fuck. The only thing we ever got was a bit of salt and a bit of pepper. You know, so I'm not even going to pretend that our food tastes as good as soul food because it fucking doesn't. But we can totally relate to the meals made up from scraps. 110%. Every single Irish home knows what it's like to make meals made from scraps. And we still do it today. The stew, a coddle. These are all yeah. dishes. And for anyone out there, the stew you may have heard of, a coddle is a very Dublin dish um, and it's similar to a stew, except it's got boiled sausages and kidneys in it, rashers, and it's made with more of a white sauce. And usually most people in Dublin have never heard of it. People say this all the time, it's made with white sauce. The original coddle was made with water. It was just water. Yeah. Water, potato, carrots, onions, rashers, sausages, salt and pepper. And over the years, people have changed it up by adding in a bit of soup and things like that but yeah like meals made from scraps Irish people get it and the only thing difference between that and them is we're literally probably the first generation in Ireland to add a few fucking spices to our food because our mouths never did that shit so but that was to be fair to you know a lot of these herbs and spices would have naturally come from like I mean you go to the Caribbean and stuff these things come from there. So they will go to the markets and stuff and this stuff will be readily available. It's only in the last, I want to say 20 years that you've been able to get this such a vast array of herbs and spices in this country. Yeah. It was salt, pepper, parsley and thyme for how long in this country? Like parsley and thyme and maybe a bit of, um, maybe a couple of other green herbs like basil or that's it. You know, yeah. like oregano was exotic in this country. Or oregano for our American listeners. We just fucked everything. We just fucked gravy on top of everything. Yeah, that was it. Gravy <laughs> was our seasoning. And that was it. Just threw the gravy on top of yeah. everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's mad. Like, if it was my mom's house, it was like that gravy, salt, pepper, yeah. bit of rosemary. You know, you might get a bit of mixed Italian herbs <laughs> or something. But other than that, like, he went to my house and I got, like, two big drawers full of seasons, like. Oh yeah, like I mean, I can I can probably do most cuisines with the different herbs and spices I keep in the press because I yeah. like a wide variety of food and I've cooked with herbs and spices for years because I love a good punch to be filled. But yeah, yeah. no, Irish food is definitely bland in comparison to uh, to soul yeah. food. But we definitely understand with the whole the scraps thing and and I hundred oh, like, percent I can Absolutely. relate to that. And then I just felt this like you know we're coming to the end of our vineyard. You know we've got one more episode left. We'll leave talking about that till next week. But just generally, your whole roundup of season one. I mean, were you surprised? I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed Martha's Vineyard. I thought I would. I was right. I really enjoyed it. And I really want a season two. Yeah, I have absolutely, thoroughly enjoyed this season. I think, and I don't know, there's something a bit, but there's something about watching um, shows where the cast are all black. I think, and we've seen this in the normal summer house, and I don't think it's really out of line to say, we've seen it with Sierra in the past and Maya and stuff. Mm. You really see them being themselves. Yeah. You see more than being themselves, whereas I think in mixed company, I don't know, they, they hang back a little bit. In, in From our experience in these shows, like they're not as out there at being themselves. Should they- they probably just don't feel it, feel it as comfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I get that. And like that, as you said, a full black cast, I like that because there's education to be had there. And I am 100%, 100%. always willing to be educated. Absolutely. 100%. Um, the educational side of it is 
fantastic. Yeah. I love the music. Because this like, is not fantastic. a culture that we know much about at all, you know, yeah. African-Americans, because, like, I mean, been a Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, it's very basic what we understand about black history in this country from the American standpoint. Like, our black history yeah. in Ireland is, like, not even 20 years old as a whole, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I enjoyed, I enjoyed every bit of it like that. I enjoyed Preston. He was a black I love Preston. man who I love taught Preston. us so much. Yeah. I love him. Um, who's your favourite? Let's do favourites and least favourites. My favourite, surprisingly, is actually Nick. And I didn't think that was going to be my response. Yeah. Yeah, at the start, no way would I ever have said it. I absolutely, I think Nick is great. I think he's, he's just doing his thing. He's just being himself. And I know there was that whole shit about the DMs and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But you know what? Like, fuck it. It was what it was. But I actually really do like Nick. He, I think he's quite genuine. And yeah, he's just, he's not really about the drama. He's just there to be himself. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, I think my favourite is probably Bria. For the same reasons. Yeah. I just think she's there. She's herself. Yeah. She gives zero fucks. She, she's the absolute opposite because she's all about the drama. And that's just her. I think that's, we couldn't have picked two more polar yeah. opposite people in the house. I love it. And I also, I want Simon there for season two as a full-time cast member. I mean, all that shite about Simon coming and he's the least problematic person in the house. Can, now, I, just say, can I just say, for all the talk of him only staying fucking three days, He's in the thing for next week when they're on their last. So at one point, was a conversation had gone, Simon doesn't have to leave. Was it just after they got the watches? The watches, I'm telling oh, you. The watches. I tell you, bribery is a great thing. Yeah, it was the watches. Uh, least favourite, who would you not like to see back? Uh, not like to see back? That's a tough one. Because from an entertainment standpoint, I think Silas and Jasmine have to come back. Mm. Um. I would not like to see Jason back. I know he's not a full cast member. No. He's only been there for the last week. Um, I've gone against him. I just think he's a bit too fucking self-righteous. I think he's a bit too sure of the moral stance on everything. He's Yeah, he's just a little bit. For me, he's just a little bit too, I don't know. There's something about him. I don't know. I think he's just wearing a bit of a mask. Yeah. Flip eventually. Um, I think for me, it would probably be Summer. Um, I really like Summer. Uh, I like the others more. And yeah. then with the clip for next week, I mean, she put the hands on somebody. I mean, justice for Mariah. If she's not allowed to come back, neither Summer. Oh, fucking uh, Mariah. Listen, Mariah can stick to her fucking car out on fucking 49th Street or wherever um, the hell she had that shit parked. I want to see Mariah back. Justice for Mariah. But uh, yeah, so I think that's it. We'll, we'll get a second. We'll absolutely get a second season of this. It'll be, it's going to be a second season. There will be a reunion after season two. Absolutely no question about that. So, you know, we'll just, we'll enjoy it for what it was. We'll, we'll stick to the social media side of things. Um, yeah. one thing I will say, and I just want to add just before we finish, um, which is a little, I always find these kind of things unsettling on Twitter yesterday. And Jordan was saying that she had received, um, death threats. You know, people, yeah, that she was receiving threats. People wanted to kill her for what she did to Alex. Um, we absolutely, because I actually responded and I said, I said, like, one part of one of the hardest parts about being a part of the fan side of the Bravo world is that you tend to get lumped in with all these fucking crazies that go around and do this shit. Like, we're big fans, but we're not, 
you know, we're normal, but there's so many fucking crazy people out there. And to be sending people like threats over stuff they do on a reality TV show, it's absolutely disgusting. It's disgraceful. I doubt anyone listening to this podcast is involved, but just putting it out there that we absolutely fucking condemn anybody who gets involved in that shit because it's just wrong. You know, respect for the cast and respect for what they do. doesn't matter if you don't agree with them. You know, you don't have to, but don't go around fucking threatening people. That's just wrong. Here, listen, that shit's just fucked up. I mean, it's yeah. fucked up. I've seen enough now with the whole scandal and with New- Housewives of New Jersey and all that. Like, some of these people out there just live and breathe this shit. It's like, go get a life. You know, there is a whole world outside of the techie and away from social media. You know, go spend more time in it. Don't be getting overly involved in in characters. Because at the end of the day, even though it's reality TV, they are characters. And yeah. we're only seeing certain tiny parts of these characters. Like, no, fuck that shit. Leave them alone. Get a life. Stop sending death threats, you weirdos. Like, we run a, like, we have a podcast. We run a podcast. We run a TikTok page. We run an Instagram page. We run a Twitter page. Like, we are heavily involved. And we are not as fucking invested as some of these people seem to be. No. And we spend a good portion of the week, even though this is not our full-time gig for any of us, um, we spend a good portion of the week involved in this stuff. But, like, you I mean, how? Why? Like, look, these people are just disturbed. That's not what yeah, There's a lot no of shit I just don't even post. There's a lot of shit I just won't even post. There's a lot, like, I wouldn't even, you see me, I wouldn't even post about scandal shit. I was like, nah. But, no, we just, no, there's enough people involved in that. We didn't need to throw in our, our tuppence worth. But, um, I have an opinion on, on these people and you know, their actions on the show and all that, and we express them on the podcast. Not in my life would I go on social media and private message one of them or even put a tweet out there saying nasty shit. Like, no. no, like, I mean, look, you can call out a person's character, and I think that's fine. Like, I mean, we've called out Silas's behaviour on the show, mm-hmm. on social media. Um, that's We've done that, and I think that's fine because that's a person's behaviour. But you're not actually targeting the person. You just don't like what they did. So that's, I think that's completely different. I think some of these people out there just take shit a bit too personal and then end yeah. up like feeling like they can go below the belt. Like, no, no, stop yeah, no. doing that shit. Yeah. So that's it for Marcus Vineyard this week. We are going to sign off. Catch us in our below deck when we talk about our double episode in our second part of this week's Parpal podcast. So talk to you soon, guys. Bye.